0: Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah
2: yeah welcome back to another episode of the benchmark ENT we are back again we're gonna be on zoom at least one more week we apologize we of course we want to be in person but you know a marion delta omega theta they out there tweaking all the bearings so we gotta be safe but we got the full crew with us here tonight cj Moneybags, north face fitted how you doing tonight
1: man excited to be back for another episode coming off a great episode last week so just excited to be back
2: greg debate your mother i'm not coaching Sends me how you
0: Damn. doing
2: now? <laughs> no bro, i don't think i could do it
3: this year bro i don't think i could do it this year i'll be around but i can I'm, I'm gonna be in a consultant role this year you don't, don't go Brian be no more they're gonna bring me in, huh? You don't love the grind no more? Yeah, I got different I got different plans. They got different grind to get to.
0: Damn, this guy That's turned off D-Wade. D Wade.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, he about to push out one of them kids. That's a different type of grind. All
3: right, yeah. Well, all right, now you're getting carried away. Like I said, I'm gonna be the last one in this chat to get there.
2: Nah, 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 nah. You next in line. You you second. You are. <laughs>
0: You next in line,
1: Greg. L- Lindsay, Lindsay already said y'all gotta hurry up.
2: Who's
3: exactly. Who? Who's y'all? You, you Greg? Lindsey? You. Yeah. Lindsay better stop speak. I'll tell Lindsey I don't like people speaking craziness over me, bro. I'm protected, nah. bro. I'm protected, bro.
1: I ain't, yeah, ain't better better right get busy on your wedding night.
2: You? <laughs> 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 and of course, we got Miles, mixtape, father of the year, Davenport. How you doing tonight?
0: Doing good, yo. all the, the Knicks making moves early before the trade deadline, so I'm I'm excited.
1: And you finally got a cut. You look good, bro. Like
2: I said, Orion, Delta, Theta, Omega out here tweaking. So I'm rough with it today, but
0: it is <laughs> what it is. We just glad to rock it out like
2: this. New Year's man, we in 2022 right now. Do y'all have any New Year's resolutions? Do y'all believe in resolutions. We didn't really get to talk about it last episode. It was so jam packed. Where y'all stand on new year's resolution. And if y'all have any for 2022.
1: For me personally, I don't think like, I don't think about it like that in terms of, Oh, new year, time to set a new like new goal type of thing. Uh I know, I know most people do and some people do. Right. But for me, like I already had pre-existing goals that I had already set for myself and I'm still, you know, working on knocking those down. And I don't give myself just cause it's January 1st, you know, a new goal to uh, accomplish just because uh, of a date, right. You know, I'm already working on goals that I had set for myself and chasing those down. And um, you know, once I accomplish those, I'll, I'll set new ones, no matter what time of year it is. And that's just how, how I think I, uh, you know, move and operate and, uh, just because it's a new year doesn't have to be new year, new me type thing. You know, most people that, you know, go ahead and, and post all that stuff, you know, they're just doing it to, to show people that um, not necessarily the goals that they have for themselves, but, you know, kind of just, you know, want to be acknowledged in the type of way. And, you know, I've never been about that. So uh, for me, New Year's resolutions, you know, isn't corny, but it, it's just not something that, you know, I mess with like that.
0: Mr.
2: Davenport?
0: Uh, I mean, get back in the gym. I was real. Towards the end of the year, I was slacking. I stopped balling, stopped, lift, stopped lifting. So I got to get back in shape, you know, summer 2022. If, you know, God willing, they let us out. You going to be outside? Yeah. Dirtless
2: summer of the year. i be
0: outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be outside. I'm trying to, you know get back into school, grad school. Um one I really want to start doing is is knocking out two books a a month. Like try to get back into reading and you know building this up here instead of you know playing video games and other other stuff. I love that.
3: I I I don't believe I think New Year's Evolutions are very performative. I don't I don't believe in the announcing them and like 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 CJ said, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really subscribe to that. But, I mean, everybody has goals. I got goals I want to accomplish. And He's talking like about that. motorcycle insurance. Um, and him. <laughs> what is, is happening? We can't look, even let that
2: slide. We look forward to being in person again. Miles over there letting
3: his – I can't let that slide. I was like, wait, wait, was that uh, me? Did I just do that? Nah, that Miles watching Dan his Dan sneaky started. link
1: real quick on his – uh. On the dark web.
0: <laughs> the
3: dark, I was like, yo, what happened? You over
2: there watching uh, Black Panther, the new one, before it come out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, you know how ESPN on the website, they got those little, uh, on the side, the the videos? Yeah. I'm not yeah, even, I don't even have it up. And it's like, it went on. It yeah, happens. Yeah, if okay. your computer
2: not mute, it'll just start playing.
0: Yeah, that happens. That's math.
2: Go, go ahead, Greg. You don't believe in New Year's resolutions? You don't subscribe to that?
3: No, I don't, I don't subscribe to New Year's resolutions, though. I, I, you know, I have goals like everybody else, but I, I think that a lot of times these things are pretty performative and I don't got to tell you what my goals are for me to have goals. You know, like I just got to go out and do it. I, I actually think that if you, just, if you just internalize your goals and you're trying to accomplish it on your own, as opposed to telling everybody about it you're probably more likely to pull it off. There's, little, there's an added pressure when you, everybody knows that you want to get in, you know, get in the gym. Not that, you know, Miles telling a podcast that is like performative, but if you go on IG and you're over here telling people that, it's a lot different than, you know, telling people, telling people, telling your friends about it or something like that. It's just a whole different layer to it. So I try not to announce anything, try to keep it on a DL, but I don't know. That's just the way I was raised or whatever. It's different. You got to keep it P. <laughs> Yo, the album was hard. Now, the, the album was all right. I like that. I like, the, I like the album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think on a certain
2: level, you have to tell somebody for accountability because um, a lot of times, If we be honest, we had the greatest ideas, greatest intentions. But if somebody don't know about it, that's going to hold you accountable in a lot of cases, at least everybody on your screen, whether it's family or Chris, Greg, our girls, definitely they hold us accountable. I know moms just seeing your son that holds you accountable that you got to do certain things to make sure you setting a good example. So it's, I think on a certain level, we do have to share it. Um, I think on certain instances it's okay to share stuff on Instagram just because for motivational purposes, mm-hmm. somebody might be in the same situation as you and be like, yo, I don't think this is possible. And Hey, let me put this out there. Hey, Greg, what? Greg took a whole year, two years off from training and he's back training and he's got the biggest clients and things of that nature. Like, I think those type of things is needed um, on a certain level. And it all is about your intentions. Now, that's the part that none of us could tell when it comes to IG. We can't tell where somebody's heart is at. Only God knows that. So at the end of the day, you doing it saying that it's always for motivational purposes, but you really want that attention. It'll show eventually. It'll see it like and that's what God says anyway. Bro, so if you want to do this out in the open, do all that, cool, that's your reward right there. That's your reward right there. Thanks. Me personally, I like to take the reward from God and the quiet, and y'all can see it blow up later. You feel me? Like, So I don't need job validation and whatnot. For me, New Year's resolution, I'm just telling my employees this. I think it's straight nonsense. Um, We see it all the time. We have friends, family. People on IGBC, yo, January 1st, I'm going to do this. So you know you got high blood pressure, high cholesterol. You going to wait the January 1st to
0: make these changes? Damn, you why come yeah, I don't know <laughs> <of> that, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing with y'all.
2: <laughs> like, you, I think it's the dumbest stuff in the world. Like, yo, you know you in debt. You know you need to fix your finances. I'm going to wait the January 1st. So the, the three months before that, while you still out here getting illegal PPE loans and you out here going on vacation and afford uh January 1st, oh, man, it's gonna be a new year, do me. Now it's the same you. It's just gonna be you're gonna change it, you're gonna put on facade for like two, three months. Mm. I think it needs to be basically how you do it. You know, if you need to change anything in your life, just work on changing. Like everybody said on here, we got goals. You don't have to have a, oh yeah, I gotta wait till this time to actually pursue that goal. Cause at some point those dreams just go deferred. At some point you can't be talking about, oh, I'm 45. Like yo, I'm about, to go, I'm about to go chase this ball dream. You can try it if you want, but ain't, ain't nobody in the league about to sign you at 45. So there's <laughs> certain things, you feel me? Like you gotta do it in a certain time frame, And of course you set for yourself your goals. Y'all need to knock this out in six to eight months. You tell somebody to hold you accountable, to get on you, love. Yo, you said you wanted to do this in six, eight months, right? I'm telling you, I'm I'm holding you accountable out of love. You ain't, at this pace, you ain't going to accomplish that goal. So I think that's how I view it on New Year's resolutions. Of course, I got goals this year, things I want to do, things I want to improve, the podcast, et cetera, et cetera. The people that need to know know. Um. And when I'm led by God to share it, I share it with people. And that's how we move. Uh, one of the things that I definitely want to try to do, which is prompting this next conversation, saw my cousin, shout out to Naji chef. It's Torch, owns a whole catering restaurant business over in OKC, shout out to him. He posted, in 2022, this year, you should upgrade your vocabulary and stop using the N word. Mm. For me personally, I like to hold myself in a certain light that I think that I have a pretty extensive, you know, vocabulary, but I do use the word. In our community, do we ban that word? I know I'm trying not to use it as much, and I know I like to, again, use other vocabulary to get my point across without using the N-word. Shoot, I try not to curse as much as possible, and I just try to use my vocabulary in every other way but to curse but to use the n-word so what are y'all viewpoints on this specifically in our community we already know everybody else y'all shouldn't be using this period we we know that (laughs) we know that we're not talking about them we are talking about us right now do you think that's something that we should change like the use of
3: the n-word i me personally my stance on it is, I'm open to having the conversation as long as you are a black person. I, I see it like that's my only rule about it. I think if you, as long as you're black, I'm willing to have the conversation with you. I'm willing to respect wherever you're coming from with it. Um, do I subscribe to the idea that you know because you use the N word that you know you don't have an extensive vocabulary? You're kind of you're kind of where well, you're you're selling yourself short a little bit. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I I, I use the word. I use it selectively. I, you know, I know a lot. I, I run in different circles, and I, I won't use it during certain times for obvious reasons. But with certain people that I'm comfortable with, I'll use that word. And uh, for me, it's always been as simple as you know, repurposing that word and taking it back from its initial meaning and what it meant during slavery and what it meant throughout the history of you know, just being black in America. Um, that to me, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Not every culture can say they've done that, honestly. Um, I know it may have started in ignorance, right? When you're saying that word and people are like, oh, I say, why, why would you say that word? You know, it means something terrible. Isn't not remind you of a terrible time. Um, but at the same time, I, I do think that there's something pretty cool about the culture that you can actually say that word and that it means something totally different than what it initially meant when it was said, to, when it was said. So, and also it's not even the same exact word. Like that's also, it's yeah, the same base of the word, but it's, it's different, you know? And for obvious reasons, I ain't got to get into why, it's different. I don't need people listening to the podcast and over here trying to, you know, compare, but, you know, y'all know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's two, it's, it's, it's a different word. So I, I do say, it. um, I I've never thought about not, I I've never thought about not saying, unless I'm again around certain people that I don't want to say it around. I I'm in full control of when I say it and how much I say it, um, and all that stuff. But, yeah, I don't, I don't view it that way. As long as you're a black person, I'm going to have that conversation with you. And I'm willing, I'm willing to respect wherever you come from with it though. Like whatever, whatever your, your ground rules are, it's, it's up to every single individual black person to make those rules for themselves. Whatever those ground rules are for you, I respect it. Um, and, I, and I'll, I'll always do the best to respect whoever I'm around. So whatever, however comfortable they are with that word, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm adjusting myself accordingly to fit, to make sure that I'm, I'm keep making sure they're comfortable. But overall, I, I mean, I ain't got no, I, I don't really have a problem with it. Like I, I don't, you know, I, y'all know I say it <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I think I think that's
1: the beauty of it and Greg, you hit the nail on the head is you know everybody's situation with that word uh, as a black person is gonna have a different experience with it, right based on where they grew up and, and based on you know how commonly or uncommonly the word was used in that area um, and for some people, you know, their grandparents may have went through something terrible and they were brought up like, hey, don't say that word. And, you know, they may feel a certain type of different way about it. But like for other people, you know, you know, I grew up in an area where we repurposed that word. Right. And like Greg said, we took that back from uh, where it was once known as something ignorant. And we made it something that uh, not we, but we, uh, you know, kind of rolled with it and you know, again, used it in as a term of endearment and uh, essentially basically using it as the word bro, right? And I, I don't think, like Greg said, it's, it's not up to me, it's not up to, to Greg. It's it's all about how you feel comfortable using that word and the situation that you're in, know the room, uh, know who you're talking to. And again, I don't, you know, go out and just start slinging the word and, and saying that like that, but have I used it in the past? absolutely with friends, not as a term of, you know, something negative, but something positive.
0: I mean, it's, it's tough. Like, cause I feel like rap has kind of desensitized this word completely. Like, if you look at it, like before rap came around, like during the civil rights movement, somebody used that word towards you. It's not something like endearing. But now, you know, rap uses it so frequently. Now I hear like white people saying it comfortably, Spanish people saying it comfortably. Like, I don't understand it. Cause it was, it was a word that was, you know, used towards us. Cause all of us in this, this forum are, are African-American descent. So forward to now, you know, I get where you guys are coming from. But at the same time, the way you know some people are using it now, that's where I try to use it less because I'm just like, damn. Like, I I walk past people on the street like some white guy who you know tries to you know appropriate like black culture and got a do rag on, headphones, rapping like YG or Drake, and I'm just like. Am I supposed to be okay with that? Just because you know the music says it, that doesn't make it okay for you to be able to say it. So I don't know. It's- well,
3: do you subscribe to the idea that because because that that whole that whole idea when white people say it is well, you guys say it so. That that big of a deal. So do you think that we have to stop saying it for them to stop saying it? because I've always thought that was that's BS. a conversation to be had. That's that's that's. I've always thought that was BS. That 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 in fear. Yeah, that that's a cop out so...
0: for them to not you know face repercussions for saying it. They're like, oh, you you say it. It's the same mm-hmm. way when when I I hear people say like, Black Lives Matter, but also, you guys got to deal with black on black crime too, because that's one of those things that you guys deal with prevalently in the black community. So it's like, there shouldn't be a a but Mm -hmm. in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Something that you said right there too, right? So it's
2: funny you mentioned the music because I mentioned that having this conversation before the show with my wife, like Nikki, like, yo, this is what we're talking about today. I think it's gonna be a good conversation. And in regards to abandon it and stop using it, it can't be done because of music. Can't be done because of music. And often, as you said, I hear other ethnicities using the word, especially when the music come on and they feel it's justified or they feel they down or they really be asking us, like, yo, so can I use it? None of y'all can use it. None of y'all get a pass. I don't care if you're the biggest Drake, YG, Little Wayne, Nicki Minaj fan. None of y'all get a pass. It's supposed to be, again, something that's for our community, but that's the issue. It's for our community. And like Greg said, they use it and trying to say, well, y'all use it. That's the thing where it's the, the blurred lies. They want to use it and they use that as justification. But in regards of banning it, it won't be stopped because of music. And that's the thing. I was saying, yo, if we used it less, some people probably would now feel like, oh, right. they're not using it. We can't use it either. The thing is, we not in this specific topic as a race, we will never agree completely on what to do with the word. No matter how much we can switch it up, repurpose it, it won't be agreed upon. And you mentioned, they people say the Black Lives Matter, what about Black on Black crime? I just wanna debunk that whole conversation. You know there's white on white crime too, right? Hispanic on Hispanic crime. When you are in the same area with each other and there's not many other races in that area, what is that then? Hispanic on Hispanic crime. There's nobody else around you. We don't talk about white on white crime, but they have white on white crime. If you're in, for example, let's say North. What is North? Predominantly Black. Can you go kill anybody else? Like, let's, let's really think about that. Dealing with the proximity of where you live a lot of times that's what happens. The crime that happens is against the other race. If you're the majority race, day, of course it's going to be like, oh, it's black on black crime. What happens in the areas where there's poor white people? That's white on white crime, but we don't talk about that. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there too, because that was a great thing that you mentioned, Ma. Here's white on white, black on black, Hispanic on Hispanic, it's all types of crime. It's not just black folk. And don't bring up black that is saying that you support and then bring that topic up. It's yeah. not that's not true support
3: there. Black on black crime is only ever brought up to fit to, to fit a narrative, right? If you, you have an idea in your head of what black people are, right? You want to you wanna you wanna really touch on the brutality of, of, of black people, so you bring that up as if all humans aren't brutal, as if white people aren't brutal, right? I mean, I think slavery is pretty brutal, guys. I, I there's a bunch, there's, a, there's an ugly history there. You don't gotta go into that. The point is. To Miles' point, I've I've got, I've gotten that argument from Black people before. We're just like, yo, well, we got to handle Black on Black crime. It's so stupid. It's just drilled into our heads to focus on the brutality of 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 what happens in our communities, as if those things aren't those way for, that that way for a reason, right? As if Black the act as if Black people are more susceptible to to causing cr- causing crimes and committing crimes, and that's so untrue. And we all know that obviously is stupid, but. It's just to fit a narrative, but the idea I, the, to the main point again about the N word and because we say it, you know, people feel like they have a past to say it or that they can say it too. My thing is, even if we never repurpose the word, I, and I, I tell people this all the time, and you can't prove it, but I, I, I just based on the way the history of America has gone, I, you guys could, you guys might agree with me. I don't know. I think that if we never repurpose that word, white people would still say the N word. They still say it. I don't. All I, nothing would have changed. You know what I mean? I think, all, I think all races would have still
2: used it. Yeah, people this, would use that word. This is the blessing and the curse of hip hop. Now it's just repurposed and it's like it's okay because of a different meaning. And a lot of times, other people that use it aren't using it in that meaning of term of endearing. But because of hip hop, they think it's okay. They think that's their past. They think, oh, I'm supporting the culture. And when it come on, that's why I, I keep it a stack with my employees. I'm like, I know y'all say it when I get home. I know y'all do.
3: <laughs> it wouldn't be if you were making people uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like Greg and Greg, Chris, I respect you. He was like, yo, around certain, certain you know, groups of people, I won't say it. Nah, I'm going to say it around you if I choose to say it. I'm going to say it around you. Because I know you yeah. say it at home. You'll be uncomfortable. I'm not going to be uncomfortable. You'll be uncomfortable. Yeah. I know yeah. you say it at home. I know I know when that song come on. You and my muck. Yeah, what'd you say at that part?
3: Come on. <laughs> It's more. true. It's true. More. I just don't I'm, think that I just don't think that's the only reason that's the only reason why they say it. I think there's more to it than just that and they don't people don't want to admit of it. Of course, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like it's so that.
2: we won't have enough time to go into that. We just know that hip hop.
3: Yeah, that conversation. This conversation can take an entire turn. It really could. We want to talk about that. It's a much deeper conversation than just, oh yeah, well, you know, I say it because of this, or I say it, but during this time, and and you know, white, you know, white people say it too, so I don't want to say it. Yo, you want to? If you want to take it there, we can take it there. But it is an entire podcast, and so I, I just don't think it's that simple. I feel like if if we didn't say it, it'd still be getting said. It'd still be getting said. I don't think hip hop is the sole reason why it's being said as much as it is. Is it a big reason? Absolutely. But I don't think it's the sole reason. I think we'd still yeah. be dealing with the same, you know.
0: In regards
2: to the word at this point,
3: it's like opening Pandora's box. You can't close Max. it now. It,
2: it, is what it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Just wanted to have this discussion to see where everybody said that and what we can do concerning the word. Um, like I said, the thing is, There's not many things that, as a community, as a culture, that we could come upon and agree on things, and this is one of those things that we can't agree upon. Unfortunately, Um, and we don't. That sometimes with other cultures, other cultures are very united on certain topics and certain things. We, it's two different spectrums on this. So, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Like I said, this could be a whole long debate, whole long conversation that can turn multiple ways like we already started talking about black on black crime and like this can go so many different right. and we could have a whole episode on it y'all comment on this when y'all see this let us know we could do a whole episode just on that breaking down black on black crime history the n-word and we could really we could turn it into a cnn episode real quick <laughs> Don Lemon in the building you heard so we could, we could do it like that for an episode if y'all really want that but you know, our foundation is sports. So we're going to give y'all this sports talk. It's playoff time, baby. The playoffs are here. We had a crazy weekend. Something that Chris mentioned, you know, when you're in certain rooms, you don't use it. Yo, you got to read the room. And that is such an undervalued quality of the ability to read the room. Obviously, the Charges did not read the room. This is why we have the Steelers that are in the playoffs. Mm. We gonna go by these wild card matchups. Starting off the AFC, you got Kansas City, Pittsburgh. I think it's safe to say everybody here choosing Kansas City.
3: Yes, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll choose them. I, it's a the shame we have to watch Pittsburgh in the in the, in the playoffs, but I'm I, I'm happy. I'm happy for you know people. I got some people close to me that root for
1: the Steelers. I'm happy. Listen, for them. listen, he, he's saying that knowing Ariana not in the room. If she was in the room, she'd smack him
3: upside his head i've told that to her face first of all i told it and then nobody want to watch big ben crusty behind we almost i know one wants to watch big ben play in the in the in the playoffs no one wants to watch that i had a chance to see justin herbert um play you know how good he is by the way by the way since we're to the topic, it's no way in hell that joe burrow is better than justin B- herbert i'm just gonna say that to you right now i'm just i'm just gonna, gonna say it. it i'm just gonna say it right here there's no way in hell it's not it's not true so you can, you just accept it. You have a great quarterback on your hand. That's great. You guys have a good, that's great. That's great I, I'm, not, I'm not,
1: I'm not getting into that tonight. You, you're not about to get into. Listen,
3: there's nothing to get into. There's not a discussion to be had. Justin Herbert is literally. Respectfully, be I on respect, I respect, I respect. All those fourth down throws. He was amazing.
1: He was amazing on fourth, or fourth down, but the, the Raiders defense also was
3: trash. Oh boy. Right, we'll see how trash they are when they play y'all. Just keep that. in We already beat them this year. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's right. see. We
1: going gonna talk about your game. I ain't gonna no. talk about the Bengals. In fact, In Vegas, go ahead though. Yeah, let's Raiders. talk about it. Bengals
3: Raiders. Raiders.
0: It goes
2: Raiders.
3: all got. It. Okay. Okay. So Chris, I'm assuming he has the Bengals in this
0: game. I hope so. it always. So this could
3: be the. Here's my here's my thought on this game. And you tell me, you got y'all tell me. I'm gonna open the floor. I think that not drafting Penny Tool, is so poetic. It's gonna come. It's gonna come back to bite you in this game. That pass rush, that pass rush was getting after Justin Herbert, and they have Rashawn Slater on that on that, on that, O-line, bro. And it was getting through there. They was making noise, oh. Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe. they was getting through there, making, getting all types of pressures, making his life difficult. And that's ultimately why they lost the game, honestly. Yes, I know, you know, the timeout. We could talk about the controversial call. If he didn't call timeout, it'd be a tie. It probably would have been a tie. But they ultimately won that game in the trenches. That's where they won the game. They ran the ball better than them, and they, they got more pressure on the quarterback. That's where they won the game. Yo, playoff football different. That's what matters. So, not taking your, your, your tackle in the future could come back to bite you in this game. It really could. With those it two could. guys, Crosby, and it, it is could it,
1: it, it could, it could, it definitely could, but you what, what's also a fact that you're you're not considering is that the Bengals had the same team that they played against earlier in the season and had a good game plan, and they held Mac, Max Crosby into uh you know, they, they stuck to the game plan. Yes. Max Crosby's great. We saw what he can do, but again, like you're, you're talking about a team that's already went up against his team, already had a game plan for him and they're great on the outside, but Joe Mixon has also torched them game after game that he's played the Raiders because what the Raiders do, this is what they do. They send uh, their DNs on the outside Play after play, they don't care. As long as they get upfield pressure, that's what the Raiders care about. Their interior, their defensive tackles, they're a problem, and that's why Joe Mixon always torches them in our pass game. Their corners can't cover us. Listen, I'm not even going to talk anymore because you're going to see on Saturday. And and when when you see on Saturday, we're going to take this clip and we're going to put it with the clip that I put last week, right? And we're going to put it with a big score right next
3: to the game. And, what you're, and, and what this, you're telling this is me is, saying, this is what the what Raiders saying. can't adjust. Is what you're saying, though. You're making they haven't a adjusted bad. all year. They can't adjust, and also that they, they're not playing their best football towards the end of the year. Teams play their best football this time, this time of year, and they play, but they're, they're playing their best ball. You're gonna get the best version of the Raiders coming into Cincinnati. And you best version of the Bengals gonna come into the jungle. Y'all getting their best version coming in. Yo, I'm so I that, just want right? you to, I just want you to take that into account. Yo, you puffing your chest right now, real crazy. I just want you to remember. But I'm telling you, it might come back to bite you that you didn't draft that dude, Sewell, <laughs> in this game when, when Yannick Ngake is running right past your left tackle. Who's your left tackle? What's his name? Listen, we have so many different rotations yeah, right now.
1: Don't even, don't even worry about it. Yeah, don't The Bengals are fine. I'm not entertaining you. The Bengals are fine. We beat this team you over having, here. We have it.
3: A- we're having a serious conversation over here about the X's and O's and why this game is going to be a tighter game than people might think. I know that Cincinnati's favorite, and they should be. Fine, they're home. They've been great offensively all year. But I'm just saying, you know, Rex games, pass rushes. You know, and listen, I got g What Shaq said, Shaq could be saying I got G1 classification. I got G1 classification to talk about this because I'm a Giants fan. I've been I've been ruining it. I know what it looks like to ruin a game plan, to ruin uh, of the lives of the of the opponent with a great pass rush. I know the that person. Like. The person
1: that we need to be concerned about is Riley reef He is the only one that played bad in the last matchup that, against. He's a former Rae
3: Viking. King. That's the left left tackle.
0: The former former Viking. Uh, former uh, Viking. Y'all yeah.
2: yeah, might
1: be hey, miles.
0: Yeah. Miles, who got one in this game? It's tough, yo. Derek Carr is playing. He got the
1: Bengals. Stop playing. It is not that Carr, easy, bro. Derek it's not Carr's that playing easy.
0: playing Some great football. They're getting healthy again. Darren Waller's back. That adds a new dimension.
1: It, it doesn't because Darren Waller I mean, played the first matchup.
0: Yeah, but he's rejuvenated. He he's had a cleanse. He's cleansed his body of all those <laughs> all, all that bad energy from.
1: Although I'm gonna pull up the score of the 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 first. Right, it was
0: 32-13. We got it. We got it. Y'all won. Y'all beat up. Right, <laughs> Y'all I won. beat I like up. how you already had that. Y'all won, but. It's tough to beat a team twice, and this is a playoff.
1: That's what isn't that what Greg said earlier in the year about the Steelers? And I don't want to hear how bad they are. I don't want to hear none of that. That's what Greg said earlier in the year about the Steelers. That's what he said about the Ravens. What did we do? We beat both of them twice. Stop. Are you really gonna count okay. the Ravens? Are you
3: really are you really sitting here bragging about beating the Ravens with nobody on the field? First, first of, of all, all what you're the, doing, the first match when we played the, the second Raiders, time, Raiders. you, I, you, the point is beating a team twice, being a good team twice is very hard. Alabama just figured that out when they lost to Georgia the second time, right? When you play a team twice. A good team to is very difficult to beat. Don't them. compare. Don't 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 it's don't hard. Do that. It's that's a, that's a rule in sports. It's a rule in sports. It is hard to be, and as a rule in, in in matchups and within sports, within in within the team dynamic, it's hard. If I face someone who's really good defensively, they might get me the next time I come down the floor and, and I go down against yeah, them. And that, it's the that's same the same logic. That is it's fair. No
0: different.
3: Yeah, that yeah. Y'all beat all their third stringers. You over here bragging
1: about beating the Ravens. You kidding me? Because we beat them with their first stringers, and we blew them out. We didn't just beat them. We, we didn't oh. scrape out a, a, a 21-17 win. No, we smoked them. 41-17, I believe.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to need you to I'm, I'm do you. Get. How much playoff experience do these players on the Bengals have? Oh, that's a great question. Not a
3: lot, but they well, got, got a lot of fans, championship
1: experience in college football. I'll tell you that.
3: Oh, we compare oh, okay, college football to the NFL. That's
1: what we do it. Talk that, I'm back. talking about the Bengals. That's back. That's back. You got that, <laughs> we do it?
3: That's crazy. <laughs> that, that is different. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the big boy league. It's different, bro. Nah, it's different. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, so
2: complete side, complete sidebar. With we talked about the Bengals and their success, and the Raiders might be able to beat them. For the Raiders, right? Do you think Coach Rich Pasachio? has coached some way in to not being interim, but the head coach. Yeah. Think, about, think about this. They gave John Gruden to be the highest paid coach. You lose him, you lose all these players, and he still gives them to the playoffs as an interim. That says a lot, one, about ownership and the GM, who's. you just lost your $10 million a year coach, and they still make the playoffs? I think he should do he deserves to get that head coaching job because the person that was paid to get them there and was not doing the best of the job, the interim got him in there. He gotta he gotta be the head coach next year. At least one year. Yeah. He
3: absolutely should. He absolutely should. I think Miles was gonna say the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He absolutely should. I, I I just think that with the way these guys are getting fired right now, there's a little, there's a little bug going around. They got their they got the fire cron going around the NFL right now. So I don't know if he's going to be able to survive this, but I, he's doing a great job. Yes, he should. He should keep. We all expect him to keep his job. He's doing great. The players responded to him. They're playing their best football. And if he gets a playoff win at the, at, at Chris's expense on, on, on Saturday, oh boy, <laughs> his job locked. Hey, read him up. Read him up for the next five years if he, if he gets a playoff win. That's crazy. As he should, though.
1: As he should. If he gets a playoff win as an interim head coach against a, a great Bengals team this year, you, how's it going
3: to look firing him? It doesn't look good firing him whether he goes out there and gets beat 40, nothing. He got into the playoffs. He did his job. He did a great job. That's fair. Regardless of what happens. But yeah, those guys play hard for him. They're gonna go out there, they're gonna they're gonna give the, the Bengals a good old game in the, in the in the safari, right? That's what y'all call it. I uh, think you
1: know, no, I, I don't think it's gonna be a blow, I think it's gonna be close. That's not I, you all y'all miss y'all miss taking what I'm saying and, and saying that I think it's be a
2: yo, yo, why are you so disrespectful? You know it's called the jungle, it's called the safari.
3: Yeah, so
1: he, dis- he, he overusing the term now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sugar said they're going to pull up the six flags for the safari. <laughs> they're going to do <laughs> the cop. <laughs> Speaking of, beating a team twice, Buffalo-New England matchup in Buffalo. Probably going to be cold. I know we're supposed to be getting snow this weekend. They might get snow over there, too, which Bill is built for. How y'all
0: see this one going out? Mm, it's tough. Because it's kind of – it's tough to go against playoff Bill Belichick. Like, he's got a game plan. He, he saw firsthand the first game. I mean, I, he probably knew that wasn't going to work again. And then, you know, that second game didn't go as planned, but it was a lot closer than you, you – like, the scoreboard showed. So, I think I'm taking the Patriots just based off of the fact that they got a better coach, they got a better defense, and – I think they're gonna go back to that game plan from the first game where they run it. They're gonna run it, keep Bill, uh, not Bill, keep Josh Allen off the field. That's the best way to beat these high-powered offenses: to keep, you know, time of possession on your side and, you know, run it a little bit more. Basically, we're not watching that one.
3: Well, <laughs> well let, let's just also Miles broke it down to a side. That was beautifully done. I couldn't have done that any better myself. What I would, I also, what I would also say is, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take Bill. Okay, I trust Bill. Mm-hmm. I can, I I can't bet against Bill. It's hard to bet against him. But you know who it's easy to get a bet to bet against? Josh Allen. Playoff Josh Allen. <laughs> high leverage Josh Allen. I'm not betting <laughs> on high leverage moment Josh Allen. You guys are cra- that's crazy. Nah, man, give me, give me the, give me the Patriots, bro. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna win the game in the trenches. It's cool. what's your score prediction? low scoring those just the way the Patriots would like it I think they'll win the game like 20 to 13 20 to 14 and that's that's high scoring for them this matchup it's gonna be cold I, I don't think they'll have a hard I don't think they're gonna have a hard time throwing the ball to the Bills this time so I think it'll be a little bit different they're gonna score more points it'll be a closer game because there's not I don't know the, what the win factor is I'm not sure there's a lot of wind just well, it's yeah, that just knows
1: that's what the problem was the last game was it was, it was, it was wins. the yeah. wind was insane and they you couldn't throw the
3: ball yeah, you, you could you literally could not. It was it, the ball was it, you couldn't kick field goals. I think this game will be different, um, but it, it not so much that they. It's still the main thing is the main thing. They're gonna win this game in the trenches. If they're gonna win the game. They're gonna win in the trenches. They got a better O line. They got a better D line. They got a better secondary. This is a game that if Mac Jones doesn't screw it up, and if Bill <laughs> doesn't allow him to screw it up, then this is a game they should win. So I, I'll take the Pats, but I understand that I could end, end up with egg on my face. Because the bills could win the game, but I just I don't trust Josh in the playoffs against elaborate defenses he's got he's they actually know. like read defenses good luck they
2: play they play it on Saturday right
3: right they play Sunday Is it Saturday Saturday night I think it was right they're after your your your, your they go to the Safari game
1: Greg, let me ask you this if if Josh Allen comes out and balls out against that elaborate defense does he earn your respect yeah he, he I
3: respect him. I no respect you Josh don't. Allen. Well, you've you talking do. about him on this you show. Boys,
0: you heard the pitch in his voice get along. I, <laughs> I respect <him. laughs>
3: No, I respect, I respect Josh Allen. He has a cr- crazy arm. He's he's talented. That coaching staff's done a great job of masking his deficiencies, and he's played really well. He, they've gotten the best out of him. They did a great job. That's really yeah, what it is. Deficiencies. That's, That's they He has deficiencies. He is not perfect. When you force him to make tight window throws against man-to-man coverage, he struggles, man. Like, Remember, Stefan Diggs—the reason why they got him is because no one you can't cover him in man. That's why they, he creates so much separation in, you know, in one-on-one situations. It's perfect for a guy like Josh Allen, who doesn't make the the craziest finesse throws. He's not Tom Brady. He he can throw the ball through a brick wall is what he can do. All right, like so. Yeah, I mean, and, and what he's the he's the running back too, right? He's the best runner. They don't even run the ball that well. Josh Allen's a, like they haven't even constructed this team well enough this year for me to take him seriously. I mean, seriously. mean, are, are we taking the Bills that seriously? Can they win a the Super Bowl this year? I don't think so. Not the way they've built this thing around him. He's like he, he's the white Cam Newton, like Miles said. So, and he's not Cam running the ball. Okay? Yeah, he's not okay, Cam. He's not he's not that dude. So, I, yeah, I, I I have a hard time. I, I I respect him. If he wins this game, uh, yes, my respect for him will grow. Just short answer, short answer to uh to your question.
2: And to, if they're playing Saturday, it's supposed to be as of right now 11 degrees. So this seems. Right up, Bill's alley. Yeah. To figure out. Yeah, I remember when he beat them. He said, I'm we built for this weather. We always do game plans. For the and that was the most animated we seen Bill in a while. Yeah. Bill is built for this. Eleven degrees. He gonna have uh just a hoodie on, a short on. hoodie. He gonna put on that jacket, and he gonna have a pencil and ready with the game plan. Bro, he was he was game plan. Hit
0: after
3: they, they lost. Switch
2: it up. They're going to switch it up. Halftime, he might come out with a, a different whole whole different game plan. So I don't think it's it's, it's too tough to bet against Bill. As we just mentioned, playoffs is a whole new season. in the AFC, do y'all want to change our picks of who's going to represent the AFC?
0: I don't remember who I chose. Who did I choose in the AFC? That's just the Chiefs or the Titans? I think Chiefs, man. I'm taking Chiefs.
3: All right. when I, for me, all started this year. But when we started this year, I, I think we chose, I think I chose the Chiefs. I think I chose the Packers and the NFC. I think that's what I ended up doing. Um, yeah. I didn't even so yeah, I don't think I'll change that. I think the Chiefs are gonna get out. The NFC is a wild card that is It's weird though. It is weird because it, that, that division is so much more of a toss up. That that conference is so much more of a toss up than the NFC is the NFC is insanely talented, but I think we need to go to Lambeau, it makes things difficult. And I don't think that Tom, <laughs> terrific Tom, is getting up. So that that, that should be fun, but I don't know. The MC is more for talking about. So I think they'll take the Chiefs, though. I, I don't they, think they'll take the Chiefs. They, I don't talk, talk about there. who? The Eagles. Yeah, yeah I, they, they shouldn't struggle too much bro. with that game, but you don't know, bro. That yeah, that's a weird best. game.
2: The Eagles do a good job running the ball, so maybe yeah. they got the same type of formula. And they got a more explosive quarterback than the Patriots, but maybe they could take that same type of formula of let's run the ball as much as possible and keep Tom on the bench and see what comes of it. But Tampa Bay, Philly, I'm going with Tampa. I think
3: I got Tampa winning that one. Yeah, I'll take Tampa, too. I mean, just conventionally, it makes sense. If Jalen can make a couple big throws, it'll make it interesting. Because they are going to run the ball well. And their corners suck in Tampa. We know that. And they're banged up offensively. I still think they're going to put points on the board. But the Eagles can give – the Eagles can annoy them. And it can make it – they can make it in. It'll be, I think it'll be a close game going into the fourth quarter – and you'll have someone like me on the edge of my seat because, you know, I, I live to see Tom Brady fail. I live to see him fail. So I can't I, – I hope that, that somehow they pull it out. And you know this is bad because I'm rooting for the Eagles. You know how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how much I don't like Tom. And the, Tom. But it, it, I, I think they'll pull it out. The, the Bucks will pull it out.
2: I think the most interesting matchup probably in this first round of of playoffs is this Rams-Cardinals matchup. Mm. Division rams cardinals both have super bowl aspirations but they start off the playoffs playing against each other how y'all see this one panning out especially with your boy stafford looking like he's back in the he just has to get good. out of
1: his own way that, that's what it comes down to in, in this game and i think Greg has touched on it in past episodes is that, you know, they need to put him in situations where, you know, they're not relying on him to make those big throws to- towards the end of the game. Um, and you do that by, by running the ball throughout the game, you know, you got cam Akers back um, and then they still have Sony Michelle who, who's been playing well. Uh, but listen, as long as he's not turning the ball over and they're he's getting the ball out of his hands and making smart throws, they have, they have the roster to, to
0: go ahead and win it all. I mean, as long as we keep Kyler Murray contained, this shouldn't be that, you know, that hard of a game to pick. We he,
3: he talking spicy, Miles. You're talking real crazy right now.
0: Why? They lost De- DeAndre Hopkins. They've they've been struggling to figure out who to throw it to of late.
3: Well, who do you trust more, Kyler Murray or St- Matthew Stafford? That's, I think that's – you want to talk about this game, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it that way.
0: Because, I, I, honestly,
3: I think these two teams are very good teams. They're both very good teams. Um – I think Rams run the ball better, which ultimately would lead to them winning a, this, a football game like this. They run the ball better; so they can keep Kyle Murray on the sideline. Um, that's where the strength of that football team really is. Even though they, they like to throw the ball more because they're, they're getting sexy on us now because they got Matt Stafford or they, they got to use his new toy. But um, if they run the ball, they should be fine. Like Christian said, it's true. I just I, I do trust Kyle Murray right now more. If, it, if it's a shootout, if this game gets a gets that gets that finesse feel to it. Right, it has, they have to muck the game up. The Rams have to muck the game up. But if it, if it gets some uh, finesse feel to it, I trust Kyle Murray more going to drop back and throwing the ball. I tell you that. Yeah, but right? but I, but I also problems.
1: I trust the Rams DBs more than oh well, yeah you're the, 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 the Cardinals team. defense, right? Yeah. I, and I feel like if it goes to a shootout with Jalen Ramsey. Um, someone in that secondary, Weddle, he's coming back, right? Someone in that secondary is going mean, to make. Weddle been, day been day. on
3: this couch all year. What are we talking about Weddle for? We, I don't even just, understand like, why I'm he cool. pulls down the store on the page it was like who's like, a man. big deal. Weddle, Weddle been at the crib. They are gonna, like, slow, they gonna slowly they slowly incorporate year, right? him. He, listen, he, he's not he's not
1: gonna be a star, but look, Von Miller's gonna come up with a big sack. That's what it's gonna come down to. Yeah,
2: I'll I agree. With that sound that sounds good in theory, but I just I just feel like yeah. Let's so say we get into a shootout. The thing is, is Matthew Stafford. He has made some defensive backs look greater than they are because he likes to play sometimes for the other team. So, mm. yes, I take the Rams D-backs every single day of the week. But as you already alluded to, Matthew Stafford can't get out of his own way. Matthew Stafford has COVID right in front of his face, and he'll just walk right into it. That's what he's doing, throwing these interceptions. He's literally trying to – I don't know. We might have to check out – You know, a 30-for-30 after the season is done, like, was my man betting on the games? Was he trying to keep the spread low? Because I don't know how they keep being pick sixes and the pass to Odell. That was severely underthrown. Yeah, they're
1: bad interceptions. They're not. Like, he just missing. They're Like, they're off target completely.
2: Oh, hey, Greg, I see what he's doing. He's in L.A. He's trying to be like Russ, man. Turnovers. (laughs)
3: <laughs> you You're trying to be like is, there's a there's a turnover pandemic going on in la right now that's what it is russ, russ is russ i blame russ he's the originator russ is the covid in this situation but yeah this
2: variant is spreading crazy LA. the russell it's variant
3: right? the Westbrook variant to <laughs> the westbrick variant spreading all throughout la hey I, no i i um i i stand look the stafford criticism is fair he is he is by as far as I'm concerned, oh, I overrated him. I've sung his praises going into this year, and he's done nothing but make me. I mean, he throwing 41 touchdowns, great, but like the interceptions are crazy, they're crazy, they're not they're unacceptable, y'all. Like they're really bad. So I don't I don't know what to expect in this game. I really I'm nervous picking the Rams, but I think if they run the ball, they should be fine. Just don't try to get too pretty. That's my advice to that's my advice to Sean McVay. If I was in that room with that dude, if I was in the, in those in those uh, meeting rooms, I'd tell him don't get don't make don't try to get too pretty. The, uh, Stafford shouldn't throw the ball more than 25 times. And let's get a dub. That's it. Get hand the ball off, play action off of that. Easy reads, easy throws. You know, let's take advantage of them. Keep Kyle Murray on the sideline. You, if you don't do that, that game can get walky real quick. And that's a game Kyle Murray can win if, if you want to start having a little shootout. So we'll see. But I'll, I'll pick the Rams.
2: And America's team, Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers. How do you see this one panning out? Y'all know where I stand. I mm. feel like Dak is going to lay an A. Zeke isn't going to – no, Zeke's going to look like Zeke, like he's been looking this season. Zeke's going to look the same way. Coop's going to drop a pass here or there. CeeDee Lamb's going to drop a pass. It might be a close game. And watch Jimmy Garoppolo throws a game-winning touchdown on Trayvon Diggs because he bit on the pump face. They're,
3: they're going to <laughs> – Dallas- Top one to find way to lose the game. Bobby? The Cowboys are gonna find a way to lose this game. Go ahead though. I would like to hear your existential breakdown. I don't think it's necessary because the Cowboys and this is just the way it works. <laughs> I'm not With I'm not about to give an existential breakdown because I can care
1: less about the Cowboys. I'm just saying the the past two games. What the Cowboys did they lose last week? Or they won.
2: They won. They,
1: they put up they put up fifty the past past two weeks.
2: Yeah, that's the the Dak the Dak five touchdown game.
1: Yeah, I, I Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. Uh, no matter what team they're playing, that's scary, and I don't I don't think if George Kittle comes out and and is a beast, the Dallas isn't gonna have an answer for that.
3: And, and Debo, Debo's crazy. Yeah, Debo's yeah, a different breed. Debo. Hey, hey, the the stat of the day for the Cowboys is they have not beaten the playoff a playoff team all year. A team that's they're all in two against playoff teams. Yeah. Every that they, they haven't they've taken advantage of a soft schedule. They have, and they beat up on on the sorry behind NFC East. Yes, my team included. That's all they've done all year, okay? So before we start coordinating them, oh, they're so good. I hear the analysts on ESPN. Yo, these analysts on ESPN you get, you get people in trouble, bro. Yo, we're going to make you sell your house. Your wife's going to leave you. This is stupid because they be talking about, oh, yeah, they're so complete. You know, I'm taking the Cowboys. and they've been struggling all year, but I'm going to take them because they're just, they're so good on paper, and, they, and we've seen them at their best. no 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 Dak had a 500 yard game against against a a secondary that with guys off the street i was playing for the tampa bay buccaneers in game one and everybody bit into the hype and so here we are now everyone wants to get on the hype train for the cowboys don't do it don't fall for it the 49ers are a physical team they're a very good team they're a dark horse team that could that that, they could get out the nfc that's how good that team is for real so and they're well coached The, the coaching advantage oh my goodness is Way yeah. more, it's in their advantage. Okay, McCarthy don't know what he's doing with these timeouts. He's gonna burn them somehow. He already burned them against the Cardinals by misusing a timeout. because He couldn't challenge a play down the stretch. Listen, bro, I'm giving you a million tangible reasons. We got a lot of Cowboys fans, and listen, I told you already, they're popcorn chicken good. That's what they are. You know, you hit that first bite, popcorn chicken is good. You get to the second one, it's like, I right, it's not even that good anymore, bro. These ain't Chick Fil A nuggets. These are popcorn Tyson nuggets. You throwing the, you throwing the under the the oven. That's all this is. So don't fall for the hype, bro. We get, listen. I'm off that. The 49ers by two scores.
2: Yo, the other thing, you mentioned Chick-fil-A. Don't drink that lemonade, bro. That, I saw something that came out that said it's like 50% tap water,
3: like sugar. And- oh, for real? Oh, that's crazy. I would be getting yeah. that mix, that iced tea, that, that sweet tea, that lemonade I mix. Doing,
2: I was doing it too, but I, I see why they were saying my
3: pleasure. They was giving
2: me tap water. I, my oh, pleasure.
3: <laughs> I go with the Sprite. You ain't, ain't got to lose my business. We go with the Sprite. You know, maybe you the milkshake. I'm trying to stay off that dairy, though.
2: Good, good, good idea. <laughs> so, Green Bay, you know, they the number one seed. I want to ask y'all this. Last time Green Bay had home field advantage, they didn't win. When they were away, that Super Bowl run, when they got the Super Bowl, those were all road games. Do y'all think Green Bay is actually going to get over the hump this year? And we mentioned, oh, everybody going to Lambeau Field. I don't think Lambo helps them out either. I don't yeah. think it's really a home field for them just off the weather aspect. You're throwing rocks around because of how cold it is.
3: Well, the Packers always play well in that weather. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has no problem throwing the ball well, when, not it's, when it's windy out. No. When they when they was when
2: they was home so far in Aaron Rodgers' tenure, if they're home, they haven't a it. They haven't made it to the championship
3: being having home field. Having home I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, I, I mean, it, I guess it depends. It depends on the matchup. Like I said, if the Ford ers were on the town, they're so physical and they run the ball so well, they, they have a chance. But it just depends. I, I think if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were on the town, you got a chance to beat them this year. And I know they lost last year. I get it. I get it. They lost at home last year to the Tampa Bay, which that game pissed me off in so many ways. But I, I do think they'll pull it off this year. I, I'm, I'm banking on the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm doing. He's, and, and don't forget, a lot of teams dealing with injuries during this time of year, and they're healthy. They're whole. They've got a lot. They got a lot of their pieces are there. Devontae's is good. He's healthy. Goddes, Scantling, all those dudes are good, right? So I, I, I'll take my chances there. They got Jones in the backfield. They they look good. They look good, health from a health perspective. So I'm and gonna he take him, doing in the
1: backfield as well too, and he's been got playing them too. great. Yeah, that guy,
3: track. he running dudes over. Yeah, you know he's he been playing great. Yeah, he's he's like he's like diet Saquon. All of these days, he might be the original Saquon. I don't know. I don't know what Saquon for <laughs> that. But regardless. It, it you know I, I I like I like them to get out of the NFC. I'll, I'll take my chances there. I I know your I know your point tone. They they are weird though.
2: Before we transition and we talk, we got to talk about these Chargers. Do y'all think Brandon Staley should be on the hot seat going into next season? This is the this is Brandon Staley's the guy that you play Madden with that goes on fourth down every single time. I don't think you can overlooked being on the 18-yard line, fourth and one, and he went for it. There was only down by three. That was the time he was supposed to punt. I get it. Be aggressive. But this is the guy on Matt, and that literally goes, fourth down, he does not punt. Do you I, think going into next season, he should be on the hot seat?
1: I don't I don't necessarily think he should be on the hot seat, but I, I do think that he, he needs to change his ways and, and pretty damn quick just because – when you do that on your own 18 there's a sense of cockiness behind that right and especially if if you do it consistently on fourth down you just go for it and you go for it fourth and one is not the same as fourth and three you know all fourth downs aren't the same and and what he does is he treats all fourth downs like like they're the same and and that's a bad habit and i'm not sure if he he's doing it to try to prove that he's a good coach um obviously being a rookie coach in his first year um but he's going to learn quick that – and obviously this season has, has already shown that you, you can't do that, and hopefully someone in his corner, you know, humbles him real quick and gives him the, that type of feedback that this is not something that we can do or else your career is going to be over before it even started.
0: I mean, I feel like he he puts a lot of trust in Herbert. That's the other thing, too. Like, as we've seen, Herbert has shown out in games. He's had bad games this year, but this last game – I wouldn't put that loss on him. It comes down to you know that that botched timeout at the end that, that really did them in. So Can we also- from that perspective, it's, it's it's a learning experience for him. This is his first year as a head coach, so yeah, um, yeah that's, that's what it is. Take the good with the bad. Hey, you know, that- there's something important here, though. There's something really
3: important here, you guys. You guys. I think, not- I know, I think I know where you're going to go ahead. So he went for it in in their in in, in the opponent's territory there was like it was like a fourth and three or something fourth and, i don't know what it was it was fourth and short fourth and medium goal four. they lost by three they couldn't get the field goal he went for it and, and so those decisions right there push you in the hot seat in, in high level situations those decisions right there that cost you games that that'll put you in the hot seat i don't i think he should keep his job but i do think that yo one more year of mistakes like that you're not yo you're not gonna survive no one survives right. it no one survives it bro um so yeah it, it's, it's it's he's got a maddened way of kind of dealing with this thing i know he's a cancer survivor there's something to that there's something to that his hit the way he takes chances there's something to that like there's something there's something to that mentality the way he lives his life he's fearless right i mean he's been through everything like you know surviving cancer but um and god bless him but <laughs> you can't coach football that way <laughs> You got you to be a little conventional. There's a reason why they, people did things the way they did before. Like you're not going to outthink Bill, Bars, Bill Parcells and all these old dudes who have been doing this forever. Football's a simple game. He's outthinking himself a little bit too much. So he, he could be in the hot seat. He could be. I would not be surprised at all if by this time next year we're talking about him getting
1: fired. Yeah, and Miles brought up a good point about him putting a lot of faith in Herbert, and as you should, right? Herbert, a yeah. star, or going to be an elite star in this league at the quarterback position. But on that fourth and one at your own 18, he didn't even throw it. He he handed it off to Austin Eckler, didn't
3: he? Is that what happened? So, so
1: that like, it, it's those types of situations. Like, sure, maybe if you you want to utilize Herbert um, and get the ball out of his hands quickly, or have him utilize his legs, uh, that's a different story because maybe Herbert can get that. Herbert's six foot four, six foot five. He can easily jump over the pile and, and reach for the first down. That's we're having a different conversation if that's the play call. But I think on fourth and one in your own 18 for you to hand it off to Austin Eckler, who's also a good running back, but bad
3: call. Or you could just hate the field goal. (laughs) <laughs> you could just kick the field goal. Uh, you could just do that, and and you you might you might have ended with the tie anyways. Like you just don't know how the game goes. You, yeah, those yeah. kind of things lose you, games Man, this ain't Madden. I, I I used to hate playing with people who would never punt the ball in obvious punting situations. But like, yo, be realistic, bro. You're not about to go for it. You're not about to go for this fourth and eighteen in your own territory. Well, fourth, I, fourth, you
1: know. fourth and twenty four, and they're going for
3: it. <laughs> yeah, give me that, yo. So it, it's it's messy. I I don't know, bro. It's 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 tough. Like I said, I would not be surprised next year if he is a victim of fire crime you know, when it makes his return. You spoke firecrime, you spoke it up. Which position do you think
2: is the best job opening in the NFL? Texans got rid of their coach after one season. Dolphins got rid of Flores. The Bears, Nagy's gone. Vikings, they got rid of Zimmer and the GM. Broncos got him out of here. The Jags, we already know. Urban Meyer is somewhere counting his bread. And mm. then, of course... Christmas came early, like it was January. December was just here, but the Giants woke up and fired Joe Judge. So, mm. which of these positions is the best job opening in the NFL right now?
3: I, 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 I reserve the right to go last on this. I'll do you the honor. I, I reserve the right to mind. go last. You trying to ruin it? Just go. Just go. Give me your thoughts.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm
3: not. You. I'm your. My answer might surprise you, but go ahead.
0: Go ahead. I feel like it's got to be between the Broncos or the Vikings, honestly, because those both, one, the Vikings have pieces already in place. So they can continue with Kirk Cousins. They can look at other options because, I mean, you never know. There's going to be QBs on the market this this offseason. So you could have a quick turnaround for that team. Mike Zimmer was on the hot seat for the last three years, it felt like. So it's hard to, you know, make decisions when you you're kind of coaching with a gun to the back of your head. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, they still got Thielen. That defense is still, you know, very good. So I think they can make a quick turnaround. And then maybe even the Broncos, that's a young up and coming team. They're just missing a quarterback. You put a quarterback on that team, you already got a, a pretty good tight end. You got three good young receivers. The defense is, you know, Improving, so I, I don't know. I think those those are the two best best jobs out there, unless you're you know in New York. There's an opening there. Go ahead. Bags. Yeah, you don't him don't
1: I wasn't necessarily thinking thinking the Broncos, but I w- I would say the the Giants and, and, the, and the Vikings. Um, uh, but I also have to say too, you can't you can't sleep on being. You know having the opportunity to go out and coach Justin Fields and having the the chance to build around him, right? And and choose the pieces that that you want to uh, build around him to uh, not only take that that team to the next level. And then we know Justin Fields is the type of quarterback that can certainly do that. This year was supposed to be a year where he learned the system and you know he got a lot of playing time to show what he can do for the future. And we've seen flashes of that, but we we were robbed of being able to see his progression throughout the whole season because he didn't play early on when they went and, and played Andy Dalton more. But I think the New York Giants position is probably the most appealing on the market. One, because of the market that it's in, right? You're in New York. Two, the New York Giants have an opportunity to win the NFC East, which has been, a really poor division over the past few years. And that's not any slander to Greg or anything like that, but the competition just isn't like it is in the, the rest of the, the NFL. And, you know, the Cowboys with, with their struggles, um, the New York Giants already have the pieces that they need in place in terms of the running back, the quarterback. Um, you know, the quarterback might be up for debate, but you got young wide receivers that, that you can work with. And you got a good secondary. Um, really, it's just fixing the offensive line and keeping players healthy. You know, Kadarius Tony showed us what he could do this year. Um, obviously, Saquon Barkley um, looked good at times, but still still had a few injuries and got banged up. Um, and I think the, the real question is just the quarterback. But um, with the New York Giants, I think, I think that's got to be an appealing position for uh, any coach on the market right now, just due to the fact that you're coming into a team that already has playmakers there. And the fact that you have some picks as well that you've acquired from other teams over the years, you can use those picks to continue to get better and run the NFC East for a long time.
3: So, before Greg goes, I was very diplomatic of him. Go ahead.
2: Right. Giants and the Dolphins, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The only thing with these two teams that I like to point out <clears throat> the regime that makes decisions is still there. So I don't think we see much of a change when it's the same people that's been making these bad decisions are still there. Dolphins, their GM has been with the organization since 2000. It's 2022, he's been there for 22 years. Nothing's changing there. They chose the GM, the relationship with the GM and the owner and the relationship with Tua Over Brian Flores, who has won 16 games over the last two seasons, 19 games over the last two seasons. He has basically made the Dolphins a respectable team. He is 4 2 against Bill Belichick, 4 2 against Bill Belichick as the Dolphins. I'll repeat that 4 2 against Bill Belichick, who runs that whole division. You don't, not many coaches get a winning record against Bill Belichick. And they chose. Supposedly, of course, which I think it's a little bit of a smear campaign. Now that he's fired, let's say, oh, it was all these things that we didn't like. Nothing was said before this. And then what it sounds like it boiled down to was about the whole situation with Tua. And I don't blame him. I do not blame him. If he was mad and going off on Tua every day, good. Cause they should have drafted Herbert. We saw what Herbert did and we see what Tua is. Like you mentioned Tua over Daniel Jones and fine, cool. Y'all wanna choose Tua over Daniel Jones. But when we talk when we talk about everywhere else, nah, Tua, mm-mm. that ain't that ain't it. And then the Giants, this family ran organization, the maris for I don't know how long. They still there. And Greg, I don't know if you saw the exit interviews and whatnot with Mara getting up there and telling the media, yo, y'all got one question limit. We not y'all not saying nothing back after that. There's no real true conversation. All right, let's start. When you say stuff like that, ain't no change coming in. They, I, I feel they a cocky organization, a cocky family, and I don't think real change is going to come because they still there. They still running it. I'm getting yeah. real, I'm getting real Dolan vibes from the Knicks. This is a, this is a upper management problem when it comes to the Giants. I, I, I don't think, because they still there, they're not gonna make the right decision. They should have never brought Joe Judge in. So the person that the person that decided to bring Joe Judge in is still there.
3: All fair points. All 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 fair. All fair points. To answer your question about who the what the best job is at all these jobs, I'll start out there. I'm gonna say it's the Broncos because they have everything in place to be a Super Bowl team if, if they get a quarterback. Now getting a quarterback is hard. It's hard as hell. So good luck with that. If you like Justin Fields. Maybe you go with that job in Chicago, but Chicago doesn't really win anything. So you've got that. you got that to contend with over there. So it's hard. But um, It's a trick question. If, you, if you're if you talking about the, the GM job, I actually think the Giants job is actually pretty appealing. Like, just, just objectively, they have two top 10 picks. They have, I think, six picks in the first top 60. Within the first top 60 picks of this draft, they have a bunch of draft capital to go out and completely change this team and change the direction of this team. You're not tied to Saquon Barkley. You're not tied to Daniel Jones. Those aren't your guys. You can do whatever you want. If you want to take Kenny Pickett this year? Take Kenny Pickett. If you want to take your guy, you want to take a chance at going to go get Russell Wilson if he's available. Go do it. Deshaun Watson, fine. Try your try your luck. You have to, you have the draft capital to go make that move, right? I know that the cap situation isn't great in New York. It's not great, but teams have over, have overcome worse with cap situations. I'm not really worried about that about that. Okay, There's, we're talking about a tradable contract. Okay, James Badbury's tradable contract. Um, so I think it's a pretty appealing job actually for a GM as a head coach it's a little bit harder <laughs> because the Giants aren't going to win for the next two years. That's just the reality of it. You're going to have to blow this thing down to the studs, especially if you don't like Daniel Jones. If you say, I don't want this guy, then fine. You're, you're really going to have to struggle in the interim <laughs> until you find your quarterback, which isn't easy to do. There's no easy solution there. But, um, you know, I think, I think it's a little bit overblown how we're talking about the Giants. Um, in, in the sense that they, they have a chance here to kind of rebuild this thing the way Chris has talked about with all these draft picks. You can, you can, re- you can replace your middle linebacker. You can replace your corners. You, you really can't. It's not easy. It takes time, but you can do that. Again, no Giants fans should expect to win in the interim, but I do think they're taking a step in the right direction. And to your point about Mara, you're absolutely right. I am get, You do get some Dolan vibes, but I will say this. Miles can speak to this. If, if Mara is your Dolan, I think you take Mara right because I've won. I've seen two championships in my lifetime, haven't I? He was here when everything was going right, so why can't he be here if things when things turn around? He could be. Or he's, a, he's definitely an arrogance there, but I expect that from any billionaire. I just do. I, I really do. I think all these guys are pretty arrogant. I think that he has to get the right guy here to make decisions, and I think I'm encouraged by the list of candidates that David interviewed so far. That's what encourages me. You're getting guys from outside the organization. Do y'all know the Giants have never gone outside of their organization ever? Before to get a coach. It's always in-house. It's always within the family. It's Bill Parcells. He was on our bench. It's B- it's, B- it's Bill Belichick. You know why Joe just got the job? Because Bill Belichick t- told him to get the to, to give him the job. And Bill Belichick, they love him because he was coaching on the defensive sideline when we had Lawrence Taylor back in the heyday, the glory days. Good franchises always go back into the history to make these kind of decisions. It's it can be a crutch sometimes. So it's a good thing that they've kind of cleaned up their act and You know, they're going outside the organization interviewing guys like Joe Shane and uh, Horowitz from the Ravens. That excites me. Whenever you bring a guy in from the Ravens, I'm excited. That's a great front office. So I like that. I see signs of change. I I love that part. Um, I think it's an appealing job from a GM perspective. But as a head coach, it's tough to coach in New York, as Joe Judge found out. And when you sneak it on third and nine, you don't deserve to be here. Get the hell out of here. I don't want to see you again ever. I I hope so that there will be some change because you just alluded to it.
2: John Mayer and the Giants are stuck in how they won. They want to do it that way still.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So hopefully they make the right decision at GM because I heard there's reports the GM is going to be able to choose a coach. So hopefully they, they get it right in that aspect and then go forward from there. I have a
3: prediction on who's going to get the job. I have a prediction. I hey, think so it's gonna be or Josh, the GM? Huh?
0: Head coach or GM?
3: Both. Because I think, it, like I said, it, it, the, the two things are married. Your GM's gonna be the coach. I think it's gonna be Joe Shane and it's gonna be uh Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator from the Bills, the guy who's made memo um at Josh Allen, everybody's favorite quarterback. He's gonna be that. So I think that we're gonna end up ha- happening here in New York. Offensive coach, nice change. That's my prediction. I could be wrong. I hope it's, I hope it's uh the guy from my guy Horace from the uh from the Ravens. I, yes, neither one of these guys are black by the way, which bums me out. I would love it, if it was a black guy. Just, they interviewed more. Flores though, didn't they? Or no? What happened? They interviewed think, Flores or no? They like <laughs> that. There's a, Flores is linked to the Giants, but I, if I'm being honest with y'all, I'm gonna keep it a thousand. I, I don't know how much I want Flores.
0: Yeah. That's what I was telling my boy.
3: I don't know what I want him.
0: I have my reasons.
3: You know, I'd love to see a black coach be the guy here. I'd love that. It'd be great. But I it's it's so much it's I don't know. He's not gonna love that. You didn't love tour, you're not gonna love Daniel Jones. <laughs> So there's that. there's that I don't know how much you're gonna love Daniel Jones, bro. Like I'm serious. You can't be cursing him out. Like you can't be getting tight. So I don't I don't Yo, know. There's there's he, issues is not, there.
2: he is not without his flaws, but what he did for the Dolphins in two years. He did a great job. The Dolphins should have kept him. Now anywhere mm-hmm. else, I don't know. And then the Giants before we transition the flag on the plate. If I'm GM, if I'm head coach, you just mentioned it. We ain't rebuild. I need a clause in my contract. you not fire me after two years. You can't fire I
3: need, things to I
2: need that in my contract.
3: But you hire a serious guy. You don't hire a Joe Judge who goes out on TV every day and has an 11-minute rant for no reason. Do y'all remember that Sunday, Miles sending that in the chat? Like, it was a joke. We we thought it was funny. It was a joke how you went in there, oh, this is no clown show organization, blah, blah, blah. Yo, Joe, if you don't go kick rocks, and then you're going to do a QB sneak on, on uh, yo, the QB yeah. sneak, i was i was bam i was bamboozled i was led a i was shocked i was i was it, it was it was crazy all these thoughts were running amok in my head when i saw it. i couldn't believe that an nfl team did that yo they got in big D formation and ran a sneak twice yo you wouldn't do that bruh i've never seen that before there are kids there are children there are there are stupid kids playing madden right now who would never do something like that ever to create room for a punt we suck. We've lost every game. There's no hope. And you're doing that? Damn, bro. He fought. You know he fired himself. Hope, people know. People have to know Joe Jones was not going to get fired. He was going to come back next year. He, they, the Giants didn't want to do this. He forced their hand. There was no choice. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, this,
2: is, this is, again, <laughs> this is why I said the two-year clause. This is the second coach in a row that should are fired after two years.
3: Y'all didn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. what happened this way. This is an unforeseen yeah. circumstance. We couldn't exactly. have no tell you that Georgia was an, was an idiot. I didn't see it coming, okay? So I think the Giants have a break here. People killing them about, about instability and firing coaches too soon. Give me a break, okay? You'd fire that guy too. If Zach Taylor went out there and had to do a QB stick in this playoff game, Chris, you'd blow your brains out, okay? Yeah. Not literally. But you know what I mean. Uh, you know, like it's, just, it's crazy. You speak in facts.
2: And we're going to transition the flag on the play. But this is exactly this is essentially what the situation was the giants got married to joe Judge. Mm-hmm. everything was roses joe judge was saying everything right the interviews it sounded good it sounded like the patriot way and the bill belichick mm-hmm. way and then two years in just like you see with all these celebrities oh i this who you really are mm-hmm. Dang, i didn't really know you dad oh no nah, this ain't gonna work and they got divorced that, that's that's what it is this he got divorced. This Definitely. this is what it is. It was a, a marriage with a terrible foundation. Giants are
3: on Giants are on e harmony right now, looking for their next love. Hopefully it works out.
2: Flag on the play, rap caviar. Y'all know this is how we end the shows. Rap caviar put out a poll. Twenty tens Mount Rushmore rappers: Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole. They put out for the fourth spot on Mount Rushmore: Nicki Minaj. Future Kanye Little Wayne, Nicki Minaj was voted as the fourth person on the Mount Rushmore of 2010s rappers. Except for
3: the- what? Hold I mean, on, Capri yeah? has a bunch of like white people sitting in like Spotify's basement. So I, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what, that's who decided this, which, which means this is not very valid. But yeah, that's what if you're asking who, that's the who. So, nah, I was asking.
2: Who would y'all put there? I I wouldn't put Nicki as the fourth on my Mount Rushmore of 2010 rappers.
3: Nicki over Wayne? I'm just trying to think about Wayne's 2010 run. I think I think honestly off the strength of his early, of the, off the early 2010 run he had. I would give it. To a legend, him. bro. Yeah, bro. I just don't. You can't. I can't give not That over Lil Wayne. Do you have a problem with the order? Otherwise, is the question because the because them giving it to Nicki's laughable. Obviously, we're not taking that seriously. We're just not doing that. And future doesn't get that spot. I think it's Lil Wayne with Miles think?
0: What the fourth? It's spot? the fourth spot. I mean, Lil Wayne did put out a lot of garbage in in the twenty ten. He he did though,
3: and I I know I'm saying, but I'm, I'm saying off the strength of like going from from like 08 to twenty twelve, he still had a little hit, a stronghold in the game. He still was done. he still on some stuff.
0: Yeah, but then you you're talking about from twenty twelve to twenty twenty. You're just I know it's a
3: long time. It's a lot of bad first, stuff. Putting out cartoon bars, so yeah, he, he <laughs> was. He, well, then who would you give to? Are you it to? You give it to Future over him? He not giving to. Are you it to Nikki or Future? you not giving it to Is like, Kanye it to in this at all? Is Kanye on, in this discussion here? Kanye? Oh, he wasn't top three. Kanye,
0: That's so right.
3: It was Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, right? So this is, the numbers on this:
2: Nicki Minaj got thirty-nine percent of the votes. Kanye got thirty-three percent. Future got seventeen percent. Weezy got nine percent.
0: Damn. <laughs> oh,
2: That's crazy.
0: Honestly, I would just, I would take Kanye.
2: Would yeah, Kanye. you gonna get the Kanye. Look at the 2010s. You got Yeezus out there. You got The Life of Pablo, Watch the Throne. This is all the 2010s. It's really
3: easy. You know what's carrying him is Watch the Throne for me. Because Yeezus was trash. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's an amazing album.
0: Yeah. So he, album. he started off the 2010s, you know. Hitting on all cylinders, he did. He
3: did. He he has the case that I tried to win. He ain't hitting on all cylinders right now. No, uh, he
2: not. <laughs> hey, Jennifer, Kim. Kim, okay. Kim hanging out with uh the dude that work at Kmart.
1: Yeah, that's so crazy to me.
3: Hey, if you're funny, she wanted
2: the simple things, right? If you're funny, she, get, you get she said. That's
3: well, what she said. She, she wanted to last a ball again. flag
2: on the play. <laughs> Kyrie. Before it came out, Kyrie, Byrie, Kai, Ky, however you see him as will be able to play home games if the Nets are willing
0: to pay a fine. Except or decline. Except. I mean, that's the easiest thing. That's the best thing for them. Having that news come out. Because it's like, it's not even like it's a big fine. It's not like a million dollars per game. It's like five thousand dollars. That's what you pay, like someone's 10-day each day so it's not it's not too bad and this Kyrie he he can honestly foot the bill himself but the Nets want to win a chip this year so they need him you know every game right now because they're, saying- they're gonna have road trips they're gonna have homestands so you're gonna have you know Kyrie play seven games and then you come home for a like eight game home stand, and he's just sitting in in West Orange, like no, you can't let that happen. There's I too- say they
2: do it. I say they do it, but not to playoffs. Do it in the playoffs when it matters. And I was reading reports on it. The math on that, if you, because it's first game, you get a warning. Second one, you get one k. Third one is two k. The fourth offense is five k, and everything after that is five k. Right. The math on that for the entire playoffs. If they went like seven games every series, got to the finals, $68,000, which is between y'all, between y'all owner and Kyrie, that's a penny in the bucket. Playoff time, do it. Adam them And maybe, maybe, maybe we all look at Kyrie differently. He said in an interview when he came back, he's like, yo, whether it's the state, whether it's the league, hopefully things get figured out. Who, who saw this coming, except Kyrie? Who saw this coming?
3: I don't, even, I don't. I just don't think it's a viable way for him to actually play. Because Woj put out a tweet earlier today saying there's some kind of weird clause in the NBA's rule book that the NBA, every team has to abide ultimately by their state's mandates around the vaccine and protocols and that stuff. So I don't think they can actually do this. It, obviously, if they could, and if they can, hopefully I'm wrong. If they can, there's no brainer. You do it. I just don't think you can. I think he has to get vaccinated. Leave it to Woj to find that, that clause. Up. Well, Woj, well, Woj also reported that. He reported that, but he also said this morning, he said that he thinks Kyrie's going to be back as a full-time player this year, which means I think that he must have some inside information because Woj doesn't speculate. He must have some kind of inf- inside information that, you know, Kyrie, maybe, maybe maybe his boy Kev told Woj that Kyrie's considering getting the shot. And if that's the case, and I, I, and I also heard James Harden make a joke last night after the game, after the Nets washed the Bulls. My God, that was bad. Ooh. After they watched the Bulls, I heard uh, Harden, you know, had a joke where he said, I, you know, I'll give him the shot my damn self. I don't think he would say that, you know, I don't think he would say that if he didn't have a little, a little something going on there. I think he's thinking about getting this shot because he wants to play basketball. So uh, he'll get the shot and we'll be NBA champions. I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all in uh, what, what? Wait, June? I'll see you guys in June. That's it. It's that simple. Nets in, Nets in, Nets in five. Oh, we we taking, we taking Giannis out. I can't wait for y'all to see Giannis, bro. God, bro I've been waiting for this for so long. Yeah. <laughs> the Nets, they big three.
2: It's been a sad from jump. Scary hours. It's scary hours. The rest of the East, y'all need to take the model that we end the show with. And I'm talking Milwaukee, Miami. If y'all stay ready, y'all don't got to get ready. Benchmark, we out. Peace. Peace.